I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, it's Joe here from Guitar Nerds, just dropping in to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Every week, we release an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerdery, as well as podcast notes and my Brand of the Week series. All for $5 a month. This week in the Patreon special episode, me, Mark, Matt and Jay dive into a double header of subject matter. We tackle high-end super boutique effect brands such as Pete Cornish, Shin, Solar Sounds and Vemerum. Following that, we take a look at new offerings from both Silvertone and Dan Electro and ask the question, who makes the coolest Sears guitars in town? All this and more, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by a completely full house, Mark Packham. Boom, 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 boom. Jay Cross. That's my name. And Matthew Knight. Joe, you've been really loud. Uh, I think you need to, start, like, yes, too enthusiastic. Calm it down. always enthusiastic, enthusiastic at the start. Matt, it's Calm your it down, first... Mike. Your head's getting burnt. I know you can't stop thinking of her. Matt, it's your first podcast back for, uh, for 2019. It feels like time has just continued and there That's was no time Christmas. <laughs> or, or, or no, there was no New Year. There was no Christmas. Only work. Um, and the only thing that didn't work was my internet. I yeah. can't believe how slow it was last week. Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, yes, we we did we did talk on the podcast about how your internet you you, you use a potato as a as a router because uh, <laughs> it's uh, really not very good. But it's wonderful to have you back on the podcast and holy uh, uh, holy Batman. goodness, every everyone. There's loads of stuff happening because Nam is just around the corner, which means loads of cool things are. Getting released. Does this mean we'll have nothing to talk about, Nam? Because everyone's, everyone's already announcing, released everything. That's that's true. Everyone is announcing early, and then on top of that, this is the one hundred and ninety ninth episode. Of course, the two hundredth episode won't be for another fortnight so, or something. What's actually happening next week? Shut up! Because you Nam specials yeah, next week. What Nam specials? You and me are doing the Nam specials oh. with with little bits and bobs from uh, from Jay and Matt who are going to be on site at Nam. No. What, did, what we could no, do? We'll be here next Monday. Will we? We'll all be will here. We? Oh, yeah. Crap. Oh, oh so no, Jay leaves early. 
What? What are you talking about? When are you leaving for Nam? I fly on Sunday. Oh, right. So uh, we won't all be here next Monday. No. Well, what are me and Joe are going to do? Because Nam won't have started. I'll be here. Oh, I'll Matt, be there. Okay, we'll do a little threes. I don't fly till next Wednesday. Okay, okay. There you go. That's, uh, let's, that's, let's keep, that's, this, let's keep epi- this off the podcast. Episode 200 will just be... Oh, yeah. really this, is what the, this is what the people want. They don't listen right. to guitar nerds to be nerds about guitars. So, they listen. What? They want it. They want to know about our social lives and I know. stuff. They want to know about the fact that you've got ten mouth ulcers. That's what they want to know More about. Than that, my friend, He's struggling to talk today. So let me get this straight. Next week, yeah, Nam won't have started, so we can't legitimately right. call it a Nam special. So it is going to be episode two hundred. Right, episode one hundred ninety nine B two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will find a way around it. I haven't thought of that way around it, but let's not discuss it on the podcast because I'm going to think of that way around well, it no, over the next couple yeah, of days. But also, I don't trust your tiny brain to come up with a solution. It's but be a the great solution. thousands of listeners who listen to this mm. might have a solution. H- hundreds, ten thousand, tens. We, uh, clip show next week. Clip show, clip show. Yeah, we, that'd we, be amazing. Yeah, we did uh, a what show? Sorry, clip show. Oh right, uh, yes, uh, <laughs> that sounds reasonable. Yeah, yeah, it probably will be something like that. Anyway, I'm going to announce it. We'll announce it. We'll check. We'll argue about it over the next few days. Mark. I don't feel comfortable about how the episode numbering structure has gone. Right, fine. Well, we'll argue about it, and then we'll come up with some halfway house. Anyway, it's because, like everything, guitar nerds. We come up with these great ideas and then we just sort of bumble along and don't. Yeah, we like sort of we like commit to yeah. something. We say we're going to do something and then we just don't find a way to commit to exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, it's normally because we don't have enough time, but now someone's full time. I mean, how many times? Hey, hey. How many times did we think? How many times have we said we need to get rid of Joe? And All these... Now he's ended up doing it full time. That is true. Exactly. I just, I... These tequila sunrises aren't going to drink themselves, boys. <laughs> anyway, Matt Knight, it's the first time you've been back for a while, so why don't you tell us some stuff about what you've been up to? I understand you've bought. You've built two new, rather small pedal boards. Yeah, I was going to talk about how I had all my windows replaced double glazing, but I'm guessing that's not as interesting, right? <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting you to say that in the slightest. <laughs> you, you mean you uh, had your windows replaced? Which actually with... does, does lead on to something guitar-related, because my house became incredibly dusty, and I had to clean all my guitars, which meant I actually got to play all my guitars, because I've only really played my Music Man for the last year exclusively. Really? What else have you got at the house at the moment? You've got the SG, the old 2008 SG, Eight. with, yeah. fitted with In fact, a. I've played Bigsby. more acoustic than anything. What acoustic do you have? It's a Canadian brand, yeah. isn't it? I can't uh, remember. Garrison. Garrison. Mr. Garrison. A terrible name what for about... a brand. I think they got bought by Gibson, and then Gibson went, see ya, <laughs> and then just literally ditched the entire brand. What about your pink Paisley? Um, Strat. Strat, yeah. Do you know what? I've, the more I play it, the more I don't like the way it plays. I thought you loved it. <laughs> I, I did, but I, they, do you know what? They Having played the Music Man so much, and I think it's the combination of the slightly flatter radius and the stainless steel frets versus the normal frets and 7.5-inch radius of the Strat, it's just... I don't know. I think maybe it, it could do with a setup, to be honest. I, I really it like that strap. My only problem with that strap of yours is that you've got um, the the trem arm is is some sort of kid's guitar trem arm that you've it's got. It's the best trem arm, a short trem arm. Why it's, do you want a really long trem arm? It's sawn off. It's a sawn off, uh, <laughs> off trem arm. Sawn off trem arm. You go to prison for that. It just looks weird. It doesn't look right. It makes the whole guitar look like a knockoff. Yeah, and, and what else is kicking around? You've got the, anyway, you've got the so, ocean pink um, oh, Les yeah. Paul as well. Uh, ocean pink. Uh, yeah, officially ocean pink, uh, which has got a load of dings and scratches on it. It's great. How it feels come? like it's actually wearing in. I don't know. It's probably because I don't look after it very well. <laughs> <laughs> Getting bashed with actually, the vacuum cleaner the, and stuff. Um, 
one of the uh, the pots is actually cracked because they they are unfortunately quite. I don't know. They they're quite cheap. You know, if you press on them slightly too hard, if you take them off and put them back on, they they do tend to break. That's like the so, case with every Gibson style pot. That I don't think I've ever seen a guitar that's or with pots no, on but it the that are, like, the, the vintage that. amber ones tend to always crack. I tend to find, and I don't know if it's a way they're molded or not. It might be the material they have to use to make them like yeah, translucent. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure I remember at one point, I think the numbers were hand-painted on some of them. Right. Because that's how they used to do them. So they mould it in the amber and then they painted the white paint inside. Got it. On the doing, on the volume knobs? Yeah. That not, is... on the, not on the tone. The yeah, tone. Yeah, only the volume. <laughs> <laughs> only the volume ones. That's, um, that's still what happens with um, Fender stuff. That's got really? numbers on it, yeah. So like the seventy two stuff is is hand painted. Wow. Wow, really? Cool. Well, even on like cheap stuff. Uh, probably not. No, don't know. Right. Don't think so. But the American the American made stuff. So like um, American originals. Right. Wow. I, I I don't think I'm making it up. I'm sure that's true. I because I I heard it and was thought that that was bananas. Yeah. That's but I'm, right. I'm, I'm almost hundred percent sure on that. Right. Wow, that's amazing. Um, the Ocean um, Pink Les Paul. Have you uh, have you performed any modifications to it at all yet? Uh, only apart from the pickups, which I changed ages ago. But actually, it did make me think. One one crazy thing I I kind of want to try nylon saddles. Yeah, like so sixty three. Spe- speaking, I'm, I'm sort of into so it. Talk, like, talk to me about the advantage of nylon saddles, J Cross. Speaking <laughs> of nylon saddles, we went out for a pint this week. Oh, Matt, your house is on fire. Yeah, Matt, oh, your house that's is all right. On fire. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about all these expensive guitars. We should leave this in. Totally. Yeah, we are. Oh. We are. Um, so, <clears throat> so speaking of nylon saddles, uh, we went out for a pint on Saturday. And uh, one of the people that was there was a uh, friend of the podcast, Mikey Demas from the band Skindred. And uh, Mikey was talking about how he's got a 63 335. And uh, it's got the left-handed and it's got the nylon saddles. And uh, I don't know why it just... Those nylon saddles just do seem to make it sound and feel a bit better. They they take off some of the zing, I think. Right, I see. That you can get. They can sound quite quite bright, but nylon saddles kind of like dull everything off a little bit, and they sound a little bit warmer and a little bit woollier. It's weird though because that's that's the opposite of what I would want normally. But any time I've played a guitar with nylon saddles, I've thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I don't, it, it, it's probably something in the way it, it changes the way it feels as well. I think probably very, very slightly. Um, I wouldn't necessarily think it'd be like an instant thing. Going, wow. I can definitely feel the nylon saddles on that. Oh, yeah, I still I think the biggest thing, the, as, the as I said, with, with the frets is stainless steel. Bang. Really? What, what, is there actually any noticeable difference between stainless steel and... Yeah. Do you know, someone nickel. described it as... Picking like picking up a brand new guitar for the first time every time because they just don't wear, so they feel they they feel nice running the fingers if you're bending strings. They tend to sound a bit brighter. Um, I tend to find that they're smoother as well for like moving around the neck, like just playing. I don't know what it is, but they you kind of nickel strings obviously um, frets they obviously wear, which you don't get with stainless steel as well. Um, what does it cost for a set of nylon saddles? For nylon saddles, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know where you can buy them. No. Which actually rem- reminds me of another thing that I'm going to put out to the group because I can't find it. I'm sure someone out there will find it. I need a clear Strat scratch plate, three single coils, and the matching clear 
backplate. I know exactly where I can get you one, Matty. I was talking to a man on a uh, competing um, musical instrument marketplace. Well, it's a marketplace for everything today. Gumtree. Uh, it wasn't Gumtree. Gumtree. Um, <laughs> who, uh, Friday ads. It was, it was in the Friday ads. I phoned him up and I said, oh, I see you're just Hello there, the Mr. <laughs> Dave Friday ads. Yeah. It's his last name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he makes all kinds of scratch plates um, oh, wow. out of literally every single colour, including transparent metal, rainbow. Sorry, transparent metal? Yeah, transparent <laughs> metal. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> transparent plus metal. Um, yeah, and all sorts of stuff. So um, I'll point you in the right direction, Matt. I'm oh, amazing. Sure yeah, because um, the only one I can find on eBay comes from China and it takes four to six weeks. Classic. Can't wait that long. If if only you knew someone who, you know, maybe was in charge of spares and accessories at the company who made the guitar that you're trying to get the plate for. Clear scratch plate, do they? I don't know. Not in stock, surely. No, it's not. I reckon I could make it work. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Who knows? Anyway, Matt and I, tell me about... fingers. Tell me about your uh, mini pedal boards. (laughs) Great. I think I've got a combination of fingers and pies and pedal boards. Yeah, t- yeah. well, tell yeah. us about your pedal boards. Um, so, yeah, I haven't used my ES8 for ages, and I haven't actually had a full-size pedal board for ages. Um, and I kind of just wanted to build something, like, way before Christmas, and I was like, I'd order something from... Because I really wanted to um, get something from Rich at Older and Ash. I really wanted to go for, like, a nice wood pedal board. It's never going to leave my house uh, I'm Never going to gig it. I just want to have something nice at home. Cool. And I was like, oh, there's just a couple of pedals I just always want to mess around with. So I had the kind of small Waji pedal board, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to stick a load of pedals on that. And that's become my main pedal board for like the last two months. And I've been chopping and changing stuff. And I think I finally got it to a point where I'm like, actually, this is some of the most fun I've had with a pedal board in ages because I've just stripped it back massively. Um, I've got um, OC2 Octave. So, so this is you're running these completely switcherless, yeah? Yep, yep. Great. I'm actually using my feet ac- across the entire pedal board, wow, not over okay. just one switching system. Right, okay, um, so an OC2. OC2. Classic. Uh, my Snarling Dogs Wah, which is still the best Wah I've, I've ever tried. So for, um, the, for the listeners, just what they are, the, the Boss OC2, which is the sort of mid-80s, the, the last sort of tracking octave I think uh, Boss ever made. People it, know what that <laughs> is. I know, I know, but it's good to elaborate it's, on what it's they the, are. Um, it's the ultimate octave pedal for bass players. It seems to yes, be the one is. that I constantly get asks for to remake. And actually, when I was talking to guy pratt he's like oh i did like all of the major session work i ever did on an oc2 like earth song michael jackson and like a prayer madonna was all oc2 absolutely classic pedal you know mxr have just done a copy of it i know vintage bass octaver with exactly the same controls still not as good though still still not as good still not as good uh joe branton's actually got the my old rarer version of the, of the oc2, OC2 yeah do, which yeah. is the octaver which was the first print version yeah. and what's that one called then so octave. it's they just had an r on the end of it so it's the oh right so weird. it says octave oc2 on all of them except for the 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 first batch which were octaver so mine's a 1984 which i bought off of matt 1984 octaver weird OC2. yeah are they worth yeah. more money just for the rarity uh, a little bit a little bit they're a bit harder to find but they're all built in japan those right. um oc2 it's the only pedal that's never ever come off my pedal board wow yeah analog octave and it it does you know it, it tracks really well and it's just it's just wicked sounding it's also the same octave sound from that cky song 
Oh, it's so good. That's enough. That's that, enough. That's, yeah. uh, so that is that octave sound. Um, and then that goes into, yeah, my Snarling Dogs Moldspore Wah, the best wah pedal ever made because it's got a ring modulator built into it. Is that the wah that's shaped like a, an actual foot? Yeah. It, yeah, it's shaped like an actual foot. So it has all the toes and everything. And the, the if I can remember rightly, the wah, there's three different types of wah, shaft, <laughs> voodoo, and white room, um, which so is the, the Clapton, the Jimi Hendrix, and the... Shaft. Shaft. <laughs> Samuel Jackson, Jimmy Hendrix, um, Eric Clapton. Great. The three, uh, the 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 three trifecta of, of war. war. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got an expression controlled ring modulator in it, which is just in it. That's bizarre. everything but, you want. Yeah, but Snarling Dogs made a bunch of crazy. Is it the same they, company that made the, those picks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably not made those picks. Those well, picks, no, I'd of course. Were generic picks. What were they called? Put... Like Big Brains or something like that. Snarling Dogs. Something Brain. Big... Pick Brain or something, no, or it something was... like that. I'll have a look. Yeah. But okay. um, yeah, they, they made a bunch of crazy... They did one called the Something Moan, which was a volume pedal. But when you clicked the toe down, it turned into a reverse tape delay simulator. Ooh. That sounds um, cool. That sounds and they, they made a bunch of other... They're kind of crazy wild pedals. I wonder what they're um, doing now because for a while, like you could buy those in loads of shops and stuff. They were like pretty popular and pretty easy to get, and then they just disappeared completely. Uh, yeah. They were just called brain picks. Oh, there we go. So it wasn't yeah. wasn't like snot um, brain or anything I, like I, that. Do you know what? You there was pick your brains. Oh, I, you know what else you pick? It. Your nose. Wee. Um, there was actually someone <laughs> wrote. A, <laughs> someone actually wrote a blog about their involvement in Snarling Dogs, and I think it was something like he made all the pedal designs, and then they didn't pay him any money, and then like sacked him off, and then made a bunch of pedals. Um, I'd have to like try and find the blog article. And, I think I'm actually reading it now. Funny. Captain Six String Blog. Spot that might be com. the one. Yeah, and I think it's got one blog post, and I think it's about his his involvement with. God, it's really long. It's well, it long. is really long. <laughs> and I started reading it. I was like, okay, I've got the sort of gist. He got pretty screwed over. Um, um, I have just googled snarling dogs, and the first few things that come up are some dogs that are snarling. Right, yeah, so you know, you've got, to be, got to be careful. The internet. It's really scary. Rottweilers. The um the what <laughs> the other pedal you were talking about, Matty, was the erogenous moan. That's it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's they, awful. they also did the Tweed E Dog. That wasn't a war. That was just a uh, regular stomp box. Uh, the Fuzz Buzz, uh, the Bootzilla, which I assume is oh a... the, that was the bass war. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Uh, Ball Buster bass war. So maybe the Bootzilla wasn't the bass war because there is the Ball Buster bass war. Wow. Uh, the oh, what does it say? Have I got any more info here? Let me have a quick look. Uh, no, the Bootzilla has no extra info on it. Um, what else? There was the Crossroads, which is their AB box. Um, yeah, they all look basically the same, just in a different colour. They've got a snarling dog on the front with two eyes that light up for the LED indicators. Yeah, it's a cool pedal though. It's a, and a, the wah sound is wicked. Um, and what does that so, run into? So I run, I'm using the Dane, uh, which I absolutely love. Oh, perfect. Uh, it sounds amazing. My oh, amp. good. I'm glad that's actually getting some use. Yeah, I, I love it. I, absolutely amazing. Um, the only thing is, and I, and I said to Adrian, I was like, you need to make the bass boost just on its own in like a mini pedal because right. I just want the bass boost in like a separate pedal as well because it, it, sounds, it sounds wicked. Um, and then I run into my 90s reissue Deluxe Memory Man, oh. um, which 
I've discovered, and this is a common thing, that there's a massive volume drop on them. Um, and if you turn up the input level to kind of try and balance things out, a lot of the repeats can get quite distorted. And there's five trim pots inside that need to be like really well balanced. But what I've done is run it in a little um, single loop switcher so I don't keep stepping on the incredibly ropey electroharmonics foot switch um, and run a... Uh, TC Electronic Spark Boost Mini to afterwards to just boost the volume back up. Oh, cool. So actually, you give the pedal less input gain so the repeats are cleaner and then just boost the volume back up with the uh, the Spark Boost Mini. Oh, awesome. Um, and then I go into the old DC2, original DC2 um, Dimension Chorus, and then into my DD5. Oh, very Classic nice. Classic 90s digital delay. Yeah. Uh, but it has a very special sound the dd5 it hits sits a, a really nice pleasing frequency range that's not really bright like modern digital delays but it's not really dark like a an analog delay and that is the classic radiohead um okay computer delay pedal that's on like 90 percent of the entire record You're keeping that pretty boss orientated your whole board well you know better than gotta rep it got something rep else <laughs> <laughs> so um, i've found a pretty comprehensive list of snarling dogs pedals just so you know so uh you've got the ball buster bass wire the uh black ball uh the blues balls uh the bootzilla which was a bootsy collins signature wire so it was a bass wire but it's bootsy signature uh the erogenous moan tape reverse simulator the uh fireball which is described as a two alarm wire uh, the Mold Spore Wah, which is described as the Psycho Scumatic Wah. Uh, the Tweed E Dog. Uh, the Black Dog. The Fuzz Buzz. The Blue Do, uh, which I guess maybe a, like a Jimi Hendrix fuzz, I guess. Uh, yeah. The Crossroads. Uh, the Very Tone Dog. The Super Ball Fireball. Uh, <laughs> the Super Ball Wino Wah. The Wino Wah. The Wonder Wah. And the Wonder Wah 2. Wow, that got, is, that's comprehensive. Maybe. Maybe. It's time to start the entire Snarling Dogs War collection. I reckon oh, that's our next thing. That's a great idea, Matt. Let's actually do that. I'm up for that. Let's do that. I don't know why you keep uh, announcing these things on the podcast because all that's going to happen is mm. the prices are going to start going up before you can even get there. Yeah, that's true. We should. We're definitely not going to do that, listeners. <laughs> well, We're going to collect all the Dan Electro food series. Right Again. now, right now they basically all seem to be going for about a hundred pounds. Oh. Um, and the, how many are there to collect? Uh, yeah, how much? Like how many? Twenty. I, said there? I think there you was, said that. Uh, Eighteen. Oh, that's a lot of money. Also worth pointing out, um, the uh, effectsdatabase.com, which is a website I use a lot, um, has a Patreon, um, and they've only got thirty-two dollars a month right now. And I figure for such a great resource, wow, they should resource. be on more than that. So go and donate to effectsdatabase.com on on uh, Patreon. After you, mate. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll donate to a couple of Patreons. Why not add it to the list? Okay, yeah, of course. Uh, to it. I use the money that people give us on Patreon. I just put it straight back into the things <laughs> that I want to listen to. Uh, I know for a fact that's not true because I don't trust any of you with any of the money and I keep it all. That, that is actually true. Jay Cross, uh, this week this week you were on the uh, you were on a very long episode of the Tone Mob podcast. Yeah, I was. Uh, well, it wasn't actually really long. It's just Blake and I were on the on the uh, we were on the, on the phone. I nearly said blower there, but I re- I've I've really got to be, I've been really careful because I work with mm. a lot of people who, um, you know, Not English English copies. isn't their first language, and I say blower a lot, and they just look at me like, "What are you on the blower?" You know, someone on the blower. I was on the phone to Blake for yeah four and a half hours. Wow. Uh, a last. Tuesday, I think we recorded. 
Uh, it was great. It was really cool. Really cool hanging out with Blake. Um, I'm assuming everyone who listens to this podcast is aware of the timemob.com podcast. Uh, it's run by Blake, who uh, you will know from there or you will know from his um, Instagram page, which is really big. Uh, or you may also know him from being a co-host of the uh, Chasing Tone Wampler podcast. Uh, but yeah, Blake is lovely, really fantastic, really great guy to... Uh, spend some time with i mean we our only real like irl interaction was when we hung out for maybe half an hour at nam last year and other than that we've just had you know interactions A on virtual relationship. yeah yeah absolutely on uh on facebook groups and this that and the other um but yeah we we were on the phone for ages and it was it was really nice and we we actually talked for like an i think an hour and a half before he he said oh I should have just recorded all of this, shouldn't I? <laughs> so, uh, so then we started recording, and then uh, we talked. I think again for a little bit longer after, after that. But no, it was, it was really nice. It was really nice to uh, to hang out with him. He is. It's great. out already, isn't it? Don't think so. No. Okay. No, no it didn't come sure. out today. Right. So, okay. Right. Uh, he, so look out for that, listeners. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. No. He's he's great, and it was it was really nice to to hang out. I don't really remember what we talked about. Right. Don't think it was anything hugely important. Nothing guitar related. Uh, we did talk a bit about. Guitar. Guitar. We did talk about guitars. We talked a bit about. Um, he asked about what my thoughts were on guitars. That article, you know, that we, the Washington Post article, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and death of guitar, or whatever. It is. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and yeah, no, it was co- it was cool. We just we just sort of hung out and talked about that. So uh, yeah, I don't know when it's coming out. Hopefully, I didn't make an idiot of myself. Oh, I'm sure you did not. Uh, probable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely it does. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've done this weekend. Other than that, I've just been prepping for Nam. Uh, I leave on Sunday, as I said, and I have still got loads and loads of work to do before I go. It's going to be exciting. So it is, yeah, worrying, but I think it's going to be fun. Mark Packham, you had a band practice uh, this week, didn't you? And, and it, it, it's rejuvenated your love for a specific amplifier. Yeah, I mean, I've said it, you know, I've said it many times on the podcast, but um, the Marshall DSL-50 is a fantastic amplifier, potentially the best amp the Marshall have ever made. Uh-huh. Um, so I had a band practice this weekend, and um, in the room, uh, the the rehearsal room, there were two DSL-50s. There's two guitarists in my band, and they were both plugged into DSL-50s, and it's probably the best uh, guitar sound we've ever had. Um, so I think m- it's such a quintessential punk rock sound, isn't it? The well, DSL-50? totally. Uh, yeah, even so, so much so that so there's no pedals involved at all. Uh, mm. Dan, Grace, Dan didn't take his clon. Uh, no, he didn't take his clon. He did take the Mojo Mojo, and uh, great actually, pedal. It actually sounded better without the Mojo Mojo uh, plugged in. I'm not sure. Um, about um, that. So it was basically Les Paul Junior on one side, going straight into the Marshall uh, on the um, crunch setting so it's the clean channel but it's the boosted version of that uh, and on the other side it was Dan with his um, what was he playing Telly Esquire uh, no not an Esquire uh, Telly Telecaster yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got um, a 52 f- Telly 52 custom shop it's fantastic and um, it sounded absolutely fantastic like those amps just fit in a very particular kind of frequency range they're just really fit in a, like a pocket yeah absolutely pocket. They're, they're such a perfect like power chord amplifier but i mean even the clean sounds pretty good i personally i don't like okay. the i don't like the drive sound from the like what they call the lead channel so the red channel on there but the two sounds you can get off the green channel mm-hmm. um both sound 
absolutely fantastic. The clean, I mean, it, the Marshall aren't known for their clean sounds, but some people really like that sound. Um, but yeah, it's that, you know, the second setting on the green channel with the gain all the way up is just the perfect guitar sound for right. me. And also, what it kind of sparked was a bit of a debate within the band, like particularly from Dan Gray, friend of the podcast, Dan Grace's uh, side. He wants to get 412 again. He's like, I'm sick of going to a gig and I go there and there's like a 112 or I take my 112 combo. What I want is a 412 and a 50 watt head. And it's like <laughs> so much the way the industry has gone against. Mm. But he's like, this just reminds me of doing great gigs back in the day, having a big 412 and a 50 watt head on both sides of the stage and a massive bass stack. And that is what I want. <laughs> so yeah, I think he's going to buy a uh, Marshall 412 and a DSL 50. Oh, that's cool. He's yeah, almost, cool. I think also he was going to buy a um, JMP and he was like, well, I was going to spend, you know, like a grand, 1200 quid on a JMP, something like that. But like DSL 50, these, D, uh, excuse me, DSL 50s these days. They go for no money. Yeah. Like 300 quid. Yeah. And they're really, really good. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. You know, speaking of uh, a custom shop tellies, Dan Grace's custom shop telly, did you see that uh, this week or, or last week, uh, Rabia uh, got a, uh, a custom shop Esquire? Did really? You see this no, I didn't see this. Yeah. No. Very nice bound um, sunburst um, Esquire, with two pickup Esquire, but with the single ply white plate, obviously. Rosewood neck, though. Rosewood neck. Yeah, there's, what's wrong with that? That's sort of the best telly. Yeah, no, I disagree. Yeah, but, you know, fine, fine. yeah but but yeah, it looks it looks lovely. Did you see it, Matt? I did. Yes, um, uh, and I actually really like the strat that he plays, uh, mainly because I spec the it. black strat. Um, yeah, it's great. Because you spec like, it, Matt. Did you make that yeah. attack when he was at Anderton's? Yeah, yeah. That's when he got it. I was like, you know what people want? John Mayer style strats. What did I spec? John Mayer style strats. Nice. Um, yeah, and actually, that reminds me. Did you see? I saw an, an article today where the, uh, you guys saw it on Instagram. Carter Vintage Guitars have had a couple of crazy things come in recently. So Ed King, who played in Lynn Skinner, hit his seventy-three Strat is for sale that he wrote "Sweet Home Alabama" on. Wow, how much? Um, Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's <laughs> for got... seventy-three Strat. I was like, <laughs> I've had that place like. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Keep the squares out. And um, and they had John Mayer's own John Mayer Signature 2 Rock, um, which they made 25 of in 2007, and it was $40,000. How much are they normally? How much were they new? Um, the last one... Actually, there's one for sale on Reverb, I believe, right now, for £17,000. How much were they new, though? They were about ten thousand. Well, I mean, I that's think. an investment, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, you never. I, I was, I was talking to a colleague at work. I was like, you'd never lose money on that, no, ever. And um, there, I remember there was one on eBay not so long ago, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I'm keeping the matching cab, you know, because um, it's probably going to go up in value." I'm like, "What? Without the head? Like, why would you? Why would you sell <laughs> the head and keep the cab just in case?" Bonkers. Like, yeah. yeah. That, so that, that I mean, sense. that's. I mean, to be honest, anything. In fact, I've not seen one for a while, and I'd imagine they're probably going for a fair amount of money. Was the American John Mayer Strats that came? Do you know out, what? The standard ones. I just, I literally just saw one on Facebook because I was like scrolling, uh, scrolling through, a, scrolling, a, scrolling, um, scrolling through a bunch of bits, and now I can't find it. As we were talking, I was just thinking I've oh, literally just gone. seen one. Um, but you know what it's like on Facebook, where you kind of see something and then, oh no, there it is uh, John Mayer Strat, John Mayer Strat. 
1200 quid. Oh, that's a great price. That's a great price for a great guitar. Yeah. USA... Do you know what the thing... Because I don't care about John Mayer, whatever. The Strat's fine. It's like a Sunburst Strat, whatever. The gig bag, really, really good. (laughs) A great gig bag. Sorry, what what makes a gig bag really good? Especially from Fender. Their gig bags tend to be average. Easy, (laughs) easy. Really well padded, but lightweight. Good straps, and also it had like two rubber runners at the bottom. So when you put it down, Ooh, the like actual that. bag isn't Ooh. touching the uh, mm. touching the ground at Ooh, all. I'm into that. Do you know what I like? I I, I think I prefer that to the guitar. <laughs> I bit. like I like it a lot. Oh, really good lining inside. Just ask for the bag. Yeah, yeah. just see if you can get the bag. Uh, they're made by a company ask called In Case, who I think do gig bags. Matt, you might know more. Uh, than the me. one that the one that um, I've seen a lot of people use is Reunion Blues. They're the gig bags that oh, everyone sort of raises. Yeah, about yeah, at the yeah. No, I've seen those. They're really expensive though. But yeah, in case apparently make. Oh, they, they so they don't right. Okay, so they don't just do um, guitar gig bags. They do all sorts of bags. They do camera bags and stuff like that. Um, woo, if you want to buy one, one hundred and twenty pounds. Blimey! I mean, that's also not a million miles away from what a top end gig bag is nowadays. Sure, but it's a lot of money for a gig bag. It is it? a lot of money for a gig bag, but it's. Um, it's it's not crazy. Now uh, we do have a ton of uh, of actually really exciting news to to get through. Uh, so we will sort of uh, we will dive into that very briefly, uh, just to let everyone know. Over on the Patreon version of the Guitar Nerds podcast, uh, as of this week, we'll be starting a brand new mini series called Brand of the Week. Brand. Brand of the week. So Brand-ton. it's a solo. Brandton of the week. It's a solo podcast with me, essentially looking at different brands, but with a theme. Um, the first handful of episodes, I'm going to be exclusively looking at aluminium and acrylic guitar oh brands. God. Uh, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite an adventure. Uh, this was actually all spurred on. I, I wanted to do this series for a while, but this was all spurred on because a uh, podcast listener posted in the uh, Facebook Guitar Nerds Forum, facebook.com forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum? What's that? Guitar Nerds Forum. Guitar yeah. Nerds Forum. Yeah, I don't know why I forgot that. <laughs> posted a link to an Instagram <laughs> post by a company called Dead Man Guitars. Now, the, uh, the guitar itself was absolutely... Um, absolutely bonkers. The website for this company yeah, weird. is the worst ever. But their Instagram, um, their Instagram is actually fantastic. And the, did did anyone, any of any of you guys see this? Uh, I saw guys? the guitar. I haven't seen their Instagram, but I'm now looking at their website. And blimey, that's a website, isn't it? That's a real website. Yeah, you I can mean, only buy. It the looks like parts. it looks. I don't know what's going on here. It's just very weird. What you can buy is a bridge that instead of, um, you know how on the uh, badass bridges it says badass across it, these just say dead man. Yeah. If, Lovely. Uh, boys, I've, I've just popped it in our in our shared document. Why don't you click on that little Instagram link and te- check it out and see if we can describe this particular um, instrument to the listener. It looks at the body shape. Um, how would you describe it? A police badge. It, I think it does look like a police badge. <laughs> I think that that whole thing looks like it looks like a a speed racer from a pod racer from uh, the Phantom Menace. Right. That's their okay. kind of standard body shape. So yeah. Well. So so okay. So this uh, it's it's an aluminium net guitar. It very much has the sort of look of a. Um, of an electrical guitar company guitar listeners. Yeah. But imagine if someone bought an electrical guitar company guitar and then took um just a a normal saw, 
so they could only do straight lines and then <laughs> cut sort of the top horns. It tried to cut them into SG horns, but only had the option of doing straight lines yep. rather than angling anything. But also then took three different drill bits going up to quite large through the headstock and made three very big holes in the headstock. The, the, the headstock does look like an open... Uh, book of the hungry caterpillar. Yes, it's, yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it looks it's, like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit weird, but I, I absolutely love this guitar. What a cool, interesting, unique, and weird um, instrument. So I, I completely love it. So it started me down this whole rabbit hole of looking for an aluminium neck guitar, and I just found so many niche unsung brands as well as of course some classic brands that we all know and love so i'm gonna start talking about those over on the uh on the patreon episode as a as a weekly mini series but uh but do check that out available to the uh five dollar tier and up anyway we can should we, before can we just talk about the fact that they is dead man guitar yeah not dead man guitars. guitars oh okay sorry yes deadman guitar De- deadman guitar i mean best to best to check them out on instagram i think is their website really Dave doesn't have deadman. anything on it and it is just yeah deadman guitar all one word on instagram go check it out listeners it's it's, uh, it's super cool anyway let's uh, let's dive headfirst into some news news First on the news, Dan Electro. Dan Electro have leaked something or sort of, you know, teased something that they're going to be releasing at uh, at NAM. Um, Relict effects pedals. They're not the first. What do we think? <laughs> but uh, hopefully they'll be the last. Yeah. No, no, no. Because I got that copper sound. Um, that that uh, the, the Morse code, Morse thingy. code thingy, and that was Relict. So I got a Relict. Yeah, it's like we're saying. They won't be the first. But I hope they're the last. Oh, what's wrong I, with a relic? How can you like a relic guitar, Matt, and not like a relic I mean, pedal? That 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 is true. Um, but jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The only one that I think has ever looked good, Relic, was the Tech 21 Sansan Oh, that looked amazing because it looked real. 
Yeah. I don't remember them doing that. Yeah. Tech 21 yeah, did the, a relic pedal. Yeah. Tech, when? Yeah. It was like, it was just a regular like GT2 or whatever, the guitar preamp. But right. it, yeah, it was relic When? It, uh, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago. This totally passed me by. That sounds amazing. It looked amazing. It was oh. really, really good. Really so, good. Okay, so Dan Electro have all they've done is leaked a picture on their Instagram with a slogan saying they were lost, now found after fifty years, um, and it has a picture of this new chassis that uh, Dan Electro have uh, have designed, which is a very traditional, simple uh, rectangular box with uh, with the um, input and outputs on the on the top of the pedal um now the pedal in in question is just sort of a mock-up so it's not anything specific so they're not telling us what the actual effects are or i i assume that's the case what do you guys think that that i think that's just a mock-up to say this is the new chassis i well, guess what i didn't understand is that they would like doing the kind of marketing seemed like they were bringing back old pedals because the marketing is they were lost now found after 50 years no no sorry it's a uh, they were lost yes, now sure. found after 50 years sure. um and obviously they've used the non-standard dan electro logo it looks like an older logo so i don't know whether they've is it well it doesn't look like the regular one i don't think does, does it? it oh maybe not maybe i'm right but the but the knobs on the pedal are the same as the ones that are on the the billionaire oh yeah sure the sure so yeah, I mean, I don't know if they if it's something that they did back in the day. I don't think so. Um, but who knows? Who knows what it'd be like? Dan Electro have been pretty inconsistent when it comes to pedals. They've made some great stuff. They've made some very bad stuff. Um, we shall wait and see. I think. Mm, yes, absolutely. I think they're going to be cool. And uh, and uh, and and also just another sort of brief bit of news. Um, Fidelity Guitars, who we're a big fan of have updated their website and they've made a shiny new very gorgeous looking website which now includes links to both their uh, their horrors signature guitar and their public service broadcasting signature guitar as well as info on the thundermaker bass which they are working on and of course the stella rosa which is their the guitar that they made with um mojo mojo pickups and uh kickstarter really cool. on the way right yeah, um, that's actually the other thing that I was going to talk about. It's not a, a Kickstarter. It's actually their Indiegogo, Sorry, Indiegogo. which is um, uh, which which is going to be for a quarterly production. It's it's a quarterly production program on Indiegogo, uh, which gets you fifteen percent off selected m- models when they hit a certain threshold. I think right, it's a okay. really interesting idea. A really cool. Sorry, way to... repeat that. I. I didn't understand that. So they're doing an Indiegogo program. Yes. So you, so you, you can go pay there. to yeah. be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. And if they hit a certain threshold, yeah. you get a discount, which would be greater than the amount that you've Okay, and if they them. don't hit that certain threshold, you have supported them. Which I, I, guess I, is the point I haven't of... actually read the, the right, details okay. any further than just the, the headline that they've put out. Okay. With it. As but, far um, as I understand, Indiegogo is not like Kickstarter where if they don't hit the thing, no one pays anything. No, I no, no. That's, just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you just contribute. You, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's that's really cool, and what an interesting way for us for a sort of small guitar brand to go around, sort of offering a discount. I mean, I think the guitars are great on there. If you look at the in stock list on the Fidelity stuff at the moment, I, I think um, that they, they've got some. Really great guitars, including the demo piece that that we had um, a year ago. Is, yeah, is back on there. I yep. noticed that that's not been there for a while, and and absolutely loved that guitar. So some really interesting bits and bobs uh, for you to check out. But do check them out. Jay Cross, we should probably talk about the 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 most anticipated effects pedal of two thousand and nineteen. Strymon have unveiled. The Volunteer. 
the, the, the Volante. Volante. The Volante. I was Vol- calling it the Voltaine for at least a week. <laughs> Voltaine. It's, <laughs> it's Italian for steering wheel. Is it really? Yep. Okay, well, there we go. Steering wheel? Yep. Not like Not just wheel? No, steering wheel. Interesting. Or wheel, well, yeah. steering wheel. Well, we, we had hoped that they were going to be releasing a coffee machine, but no, they have released. Well, what have they released? Jay Cross, so, give us the uh, news. The Volante is, and I'm sure everybody has uh, seen about this now, but the Volante is a uh, a new tape echo style pedal. Uh, but as well as that, they appear to have, uh, see, and dear listener, you are sat at home screaming, but I already have an El Capistan. What am I to do? And actually, what this is, is it appears to be a mixture between an El Capistan and a Deco, because they're really selling the um, the kind of tape saturation yeah. side of this as well. Uh, but it's it, also twice the size of both those pedals put together. Not twice the size of both of them put together. It is about the size of two of those pedals right. put together. Uh, so you've got three switches. You've got the uh, on and off switch, which I feel like pedals aren't often labelled as on. Normally bypass. Yeah, it's normally bypass. And this yeah, is this is I on. Think, I think the Strymon way makes way more sense. Well, when it's on, it's on. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. have an on button on a TV. Well, yeah, and, and every other electronic device. It's Actually, always, that's not true. Quite often you have, a, you have a standby button on a TV. Oh. So it's kind of the other way around. But anyway, that doesn't matter. So you've yeah, got three mm, switches. So you've got on, you've got uh, tap for tap tempo, and you also have uh, a favourite switch. And uh, you can have presets and stuff on there as well. Uh, it looks it looks really cool. Really, really interesting. I'm, um, I don't think this is what anybody was really expecting. No, we all thought it was going to be a phaser. Uh, there was lots of, lots of talk, uh, I think, mainly peddled by the Gear Slum, the uh, rogue of the podcast uh, world, the guitar fools. podcast world. Uh, I, I think they were really pushing that it was going to be a phaser. But at the same time, I don't see why it wouldn't have been a phaser. Um, no, I think a lot of people were expecting them to release kind of a uh, Helix-style thing. Um, but they haven't done that. And you know, I, I thought I thought they were going to do updates to the, the big three. Yeah, well, I get... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I you guess... Know, timeline's got to be, what? Five years old now? No, longer than that. I'd say timeline's... I, I reckon 2010. No, let me have a look. Let me see if I can find it. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I think this is. I think this is cool. There's, there's lots going on with it. You can uh, individually uh, affect the um, tape heads, which I think is a really nice little feature. Um, And yeah, all in all, it just, it just looks, it looks cool. And um, it's good to see that Strymon are releasing something guitar related because obviously last year all we got was the. the big Magneto. like yeah Magneto so cool to see that there's that this is that this is coming out and um yeah 2011 um, for the timeline yeah, there we go right how about that blimey blimey well it will be interesting to see i don't think it's not it's not maybe the sort of innovation that i think the the um, the amount of build up in this advertising campaign true, gave us that, true. But, but it is a cool product but also i think that it is um it's it, it's not as digital as yeah. as some of their other pedals are and i think what most people are kind of expecting of strymon you know you don't have the lcd screen sorry the led yeah. screen you don't have lcd you wouldn't get one of those on a strymon no, maybe, maybe that's what's coming strymon a uh, timeline with an lcd screen but uh you don't you know you don't get the little screen it's all done with um with knobs and i th- i think i think this looks cool what the, what they've said is that they have um 
modelled the analog workings of a tape echo and well, done it, that. You know, what you've got to remember is this is this is modelled on the Binson Echorec, yeah, which is a magnetic drum, not a tape. Yes, which is where Volante comes from. Steering, it is steering wheel. I checked. Weird. Um, which yeah relates to the drum, the magnetic drum. Weird. That, yeah, uh, weird. Binson's work on i actually like the fact that you can just quickly tap in the playback heads i think that's yeah. quite cool for me that was the best feature on there because you know it's that's something that i haven't seen on anything else that's actually on the face of the pedal yeah so having yeah the, the heads that you can turn on and off yeah um just yeah by like actual tactile buttons rather than going into a menu i think is actually pretty cool mm. yeah, yeah uh, i agree it, it looks quite cool there's some cool stuff with the um the expression pedal I thought was uh, was quite cool as well because obviously you've got the expression in, um, and obviously MIDI, which is which is really nice as well. Yeah, not as expensive as I thought it was going to be as how well. How much? How uh, much, Joe? It's three nine nine USDs. So oh, does wow. that put it at the same price as a timeline or cheaper? I think it's roughly Slightly the same. Cheaper. I, I I thought it was going to be. I saw the size of it more than anything, and I was like, this is going to be mean, a six hundred pound pedal. It's only the same size as the Strifecta. Although I tell you what, here's a weird one for you: speed. Maybe I'm being crazy. Um, 400 milliseconds is the maximum speed. Is that not the same as an echo rec, though? Is that yeah? But you would have thought that digitally, a lot of other companies, not naming anyone, who model (laughs) certain types of effects, (laughs) tend to give you know, tend to give people. How long did it take? Where are we at? 45 minutes Uh, in. That's quite long. That's quite good for you. I also the helix. I'm just saying, you know, if you go to a tape echo, you're like, oh, I want to do like a sound on sound style thing. I know it's got the looper on there, but 400 milliseconds becomes, I mean, because I've found the same thing with my deluxe memory man that only goes up to like 380 or something. It it becomes very limiting very quickly. Yeah. 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 You um, like, like you say, you would have kind of expected them, but then, you know, they do a whole bunch of stuff on the timeline. Maybe they're going for something different. You know, maybe yeah. that's the whole idea. Yeah. Is to- I, I think that's absolutely it. I think they're just trying to, they're, they're trying to recreate a I, simple's not the right word, but you know, real uh, classic analog delay sound yeah. without the um, extreme bells and whistles um, that you get. Yeah. I'll tell you what's funny though. And I, this is obviously, a, I'm assuming it's a real technical word, but it sounds ridiculous. Whoever named it. Um, Okay, so we've outfitted it with an incredibly powerful analog devices shark uh, processor, which provides 266 megahertz core instruction rate and an incredible 1.596 gigaflops of peak performance. Yeah, (laughs) I love the gigaflops. I love the flops. That is fantastic. Uh, Mark Packham, talk to me about Orange Amplification. They've uh, they've launched this. uh, The new year's gone with a bit of a bang for them. So unusual products. So. Um, one of these products, that, so uh, I'll, uh, let me go back to the start of the story. So I went to Orange um, at some point last year, um, can't remember when it was, uh, to shoot some stuff for Reverb, um, and they had this incredible product that no one could stop playing, and I wasn't allowed to talk about it for a long time, um, simply because uh, I, I, it wasn't out yet, it was embargoed. So the product that I heard uh, and was absolutely blown away by it, um, and I'm glad that we can talk about it now. Um, was the Tube Lord 30? This is Orange's brand new Isn't combo. Isn't it the Tremlord? Tremlord 30. That's what I meant. 
That's a, tube, I always do it. Tube Lord were a band. Yeah. Well, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, an yeah. indie band. The Tremlord 30. I did, I did this with the teleport as well and the transport. <laughs> the transport. Just stop making things that sound like other things. Anyway, the Tremlord 30. Uh, and Trem being the, um, the word that is important <laughs> yes, here. Yes, it is. Because, um, the, so the Tremlord 30, 30 watt, 1 by 12 combo, um, all valve, um, built in valve driven Trem and reverb. So I guess what the, it's a real kind of, Vintage concept, you know, yeah. valve, trem, and reverb in a small combo. Um, the good thing about it, and the thing I was so impressed with, is just how it sounds. You know, they're not doing anything flashy on here. Um, it, you know, you've got foot switchable trem and reverb. Um, and that's kind of about it in terms of features. Um, but it's dual speed, right? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, two spring reverb tank and... Uh, does it say two speed? I, I'm I, I'm pretty sure I remember on the top panel which there's two speeds, uh, and a graphic that looks like a shark fin. Yes, um, yes, there's two speeds. So you can go between a slow and a fast speed. which yep. I thought was quite cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Again, the thing that really blew me away was just the sound of it. You know, really rich, um, but not overly dark sounding um so yeah i think this is gonna change the game a little bit in terms of um you know small 30 watt amps and it's um it's got its classic headroom or bedroom switch headroom or bedroom switch in there as well so that's going uh and also it's got the uh valves you can switch the valves out so you've got the 30 to 15 or you've got the 2 watt to 1 watt switching um for halving power even within the headroom to bedroom categories as well so yeah um i i can't really say enough good things about how it sounded that was kind of really the the proof for me of uh of why i think this is going to do so well this year um you know there's tons of amps out there at the 30 watts um and tons tons of 1 by 12 combos available um but yeah, I just thought this the sound is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so recommend everyone go and watch the video. But more importantly, when they're in stores, do go and check them out because I think people are going to be blown away. But that wasn't their only release uh, this week. Another product that I saw when I was at Orange but uh, didn't get to hear, the Pedal Baby 100. Um, so small portable amp that they've made, um, 100 watt class AB power amp, um, basically designed to be a power amp for your pedals now this is super interesting yeah i'm 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 in i'm in i think this is wicked yeah so it would have been very easy for them like a lot of uh small uh, amp companies of or sorry companies making small amps to do a class d power amp um but as we have all known from this this podcast we talked about it a lot class d tends to kind of make the amps sound a little boxy. It makes it sound a little choked. Um, I've certainly found that on bass amps in particular, you know, the Mark Bass stuff. I know, Joe, you've talked about that, not liking Class D stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, it's always choked. But that's kind of the same for guitar amps as well. So what Orange have gone with is this Class AB um, amp. And yeah, like I said, haven't heard this one yet, but really it's pretty simple. You've just got um, bass and treble and volume and that's it. Uh, it's kind of small enough to go into a rucksack and uh, what, three kilos, I think. Yeah, yeah three I, kilos. What What I liked about this is that you could actually just plug a guitar straight into the front um, because it's actually got, um, it's got a, basic a single-ended. It's, it's got a Class A front end. Yeah. Um, but it's really designed for you to use a whole bunch of preamp pedals yeah. straight into the front of it. Um and I, I think for, for that money, just like, if you just need, like, I reckon this will be a just, you know, as a pedal platform, if you want to run something in stereo and you don't want to spend loads of money, 
Just get I two of those. those. Yeah, absolutely. Two of those. I didn't think about that, but yeah, what a great idea. Not a huge amount of money. Two nine nine. I think the Tremlord is nine nine nine. Right. Um, I mean uh, that yes. makes sense for the sort of the sort of spec you're getting on the Tremlord. Yeah, Tremlord thirty. Um, I can't find a price. Yes, I can. Nine nine nine. So, um, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that does because obviously you know thirty watts, one twelves. You're going up against things like deluxe reverbs, um, which are obviously very very popular. Um, so yeah, let's see how they do. But for me, you know, I just think that's a very very good sounding amp. Yeah, best bit of gear I've heard this year so far. Cool, cool. Um, Matt Knight, why don't you tell us about Earthquaker Devices' new big release? Another release that was been like, uh, that's been gradually leaked out with some very. I, I loved Earthquaker's advertising. I did think they were going for something a little bit out of Orange's um, book with their their sort of YouTube ad that they did. Well, it it was funny because I kept seeing that name and I was like, that name. What what is it about the name? They so their adverts feature someone called Eric Quincy Davis. Yeah. And then I suddenly realised that that the initials are EQD. Oh yeah, which is Earthquaker Devices. Um, so I thought that was quite cool. I thought it was quite clever. So yeah, Earthquaker Devices have released the Swiss Things, uh, which is their pedal board management system. Love it. Um, it's basically a dual loop switcher uh, with an onboard twenty dB boost. Uh, with their Flexi, I think they call it Flexi Switch technology. That allows the switches to be either latching or non-latching. Yeah. Um, so you can have two different pedals. Uh, loop one is non-buffered if you want to use fuzz pedals. Uh, you've got um, isolated outputs, uh, input, tuner out, and then you've got volume expression out. Now, the quite nice thing about the expression out means that you can use an expression pedal to control the onboard boost uh, rather than use a volume pedal. So you get no sort of like tone suck from using a... A volume pedal basically um it's funny though because i as i know you know i said to you guys before it's like i designed almost something not as complicated but almost exactly the same as this from bright onion before and i actually think it's a really cool idea if you don't use much on your pedal board or for example you want to run a bunch of wacky effects in loop two and then just have i don't know an overdrive in loop one and still have some stuff in front of it just means that you can like momentarily switch in a like a loop of kind of crazy effects um but it's nice because you can hit both amps you can go between a or b um the boost switch is great if you want to push one amp harder than the other so it's just a really nice little sort of system for small pedal boards to allow you to be a little bit more creative and it's uh it's earthquake branching out into a different area of um products i guess i was going to use the word effect yeah, I think, but that's um, not really what's going I, I on call here. it like, i call them like utility products yeah, yeah. totally um and i i think it's great that people you know and i always think the um, james at, at bright onions been really good at that developing things that you just you don't think you need it until someone makes it and then you're like oh that makes perfect that makes perfect sense why wouldn't you do something that on your pedal board um and i hope to see like a lot more stuff like this because i think it's it's especially for like you know like i'm not using an esa i'm using a smaller board something like this actually allows you to add in a little bit of creativity without buying a big pro switching system yeah Yeah. i i really like the uh momentary aspect of this as well i think that's that's really really cool and something that that you don't see very regular i can't think of anything i'm sure that you can do it with the esa can you do it with ESA? I, I, it's not yeah. some, you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, um, it's not something that you see very regularly with switching systems. You know the ability no, to. No, it actually reminds me of a 
Zvec pedal, and I can't remember what it's called, which is also a it's a single loop switcher, but the loop is engaged by how hard you hit. Oh no, it wasn't no. it wasn't uh, Zvex. It was, no, it was... Toadworks. Yeah, that's it. That's Toadworks. But <laughs> Zvex... I remember them. Zvex do do something similar. It was called it the was... Toadworks something envelope. The envelope. Yes, and actually, no. Sorry, there is a Electroharmonics loop gate which has got a gated loop on it. So it works a little bit like a tremolo. So you can like tremolo in. Um, an individual loop. And actually, a really overlooked one, and I don't even know if they still make it anymore, is the Pigtronics Keymaster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, did something with that recently. What did I see about that? They have brought out a smaller version, I think, maybe. Um, uh, Keymaster. Which I'm was sure. like a reamping mixer that, allowed, that had XLR out. Um, and you could run pedal chains in series or in parallel. Um, so there's a bunch of cool pedals out there. And actually, another thing um, on our news, if I can go straight into it. Oh, yeah. I'll see Hog in the news. <laughs> um, just because it, it does a similar thing, is the um, Analog Alien pedals, the EPI, the effects pedal interface, uh, which is a very, very similar thing, a dual effects loop, A or B, uh, guitar input. But it's also got a dedicated balanced output and an RCA output. So you can run straight into a desk at the correct level. Wow. Um, so you can use it as a DI box straight into a into a door. You can use it as a reamp box, um, but you can also um, plug pedals in as well. So it allows you to take your distortion pedal and go straight into your interface, which is great um, if you want to use onboard modeling and stuff like that as well, you know, on in, uh, in Logic or, or whatever. Super cool. Super cool. Jay yes. Cross. Yeah? You boys have bought something again he talk, who's talking to me and mark yeah, yeah. Mark we, and well we've early on we like i don't know bought some we went to the sh- bought um like some beers and that yeah we got some did beers. you you bought beers no, no. oh we, we, we just wanted to see how worked then. up you would get if yeah, you said yeah. Yeah. i did offer you a beer earlier and you turned it down i had a whiskey oh, instead oh, i'm ill oh, i'm ill <sighs> whatever <laughs> anyway jake cross fender have made a new acquisition yes um They've 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 acquired something that is a, a real close to your heart favorite. It's going to be interesting to see how Jay's tune changes on this now. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah they, when it, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the text when we said like we said like oh this is a bit weird, isn't it? Jay, to so, be like, so what is the news, Jay Cross? The news is and, and the best thing about it is he's going to be in charge of them in this country. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. They're, they they fall out. so okay. The news Let's is get to the actual news. The news is that Fender have bought Bigsby. <laughs> Fender have bought Bigsby from Gretsch. Uh, sorry, from Fred Gretsch. Who um, and I I can't remember exactly how the relationship works with Gretsch, but basically, uh, Fred Gretsch owns or licenses Gretsch to Fender. I I really don't know the ins and outs of it. How how it works basically. I think. Fender maybe own Gretsch as well, but pay... I, I don't know. No, anyway, yeah, let's, let's anyway it doesn't matter. Um, Bigsby got... So, they were a company from the 40s and uh, they made guitars and they made uh, tremolo systems, vibrato systems. And in 1966, they were sold to Gibson where they were until 1999 when the Gretsch Guitar Company purchased... Uh, uh, purchased Bigsby from 
Gibson. And then a couple of years later, Gretsch got brought into their FMIC, uh, the Fender Musical Instruments Corp- Corporation. Uh, you should know that. Corporation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corporation. Yeah. Um, Is it like when you take Scouts on it, you got to like... you got to like say the national anthem or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the national anthem is Layla by Eric Clapton. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo. Wait, was that playing the strap? I assume so. I don't know. I don't know either. Might be, might be we 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 are. I'm going to research that while um, we keep talking. So anyway, um, this week, and I, I, I found out about this. I found out about this uh, when I saw a press release go out uh last week so right. i i didn't know about it until right. i literally didn't know about that i know about, i know a lot about what goes on yeah but i didn't know about this <laughs> but no basically i'm not going to be in charge of these because they fall under the uh they fall under what we called our specialty brands uh section which is so it's gretch uh evh charvel and jackson and now bigsby uh so it's uh it's it's, it's cool it's interesting i guess we'll see what happens uh, i assume there's going to be loads more fed guitars and <laughs> bigsby's on I which wonder, lots of people like so i wonder that's, if that that's means other people aren't going to be able to use bigsby i'd be very surprised hmm. i'd be, be very very surprised be i saw i saw see. lots of people on the internet saying oh no this is the this is the end of being able to buy a 335 with a with a bigsby on it and i, I you've got you, you've got Got to be mad to turn down that business, isn't you? Yeah. At the end of the day, so I'd be very surprised. It will. It, I don't think things will change from that front. But I, who knows? It won't be. It won't be my my job. But um, I you know, uh, very interesting that it's that it's all there. And actually, I just think there's going to be. Uh, I think the thing that will be cool is for people who, people who work in guitar shops who. You know, once a day, probably, you would get someone in and say, excuse me, I need to buy a uh, part for my Bigsby. Uh, Can you please help me? And it was always a nightmare. Uh, And if there's one thing that Fender are good at, it is making stuff available. Uh, So I think dealers will have a much easier time getting weird parts and getting just Bigsby's by themselves. They've always been a nightmare to buy. They've always been a nightmare to buy. I don't know how you got them in in this country, but I remember they were. All, it was always a it was always a hassle. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there we go. Very very interesting. So I can't find out very quickly or easily what guitar Layla was played on, but there is someone doing a guitar lesson of it on YouTube using a Minerick Inferno. So I can only assume Eric Clapton <laughs> used what, a what. Minerick Inferno flame shaped guitar. I do know what pedal it was recorded with, though. Sure. It was the Digitech Crossroads. The crossroads. Sure. Classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. classic pedal. <laughs> now uh, it's got we... Layla on there twice, just in case yeah. you really need Layla and Layla acoustic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Re-amped. Now we are coming right up at time. Now there is a load of other stuff in the news that we haven't actually got round to covering. I think we should shelve some of this stuff for next week because all of it are, you said, uh, are here's, things... here's what's going to happen hmm. you're you're going to say no we, we'll talk about it next week and, and then in we'll between in between about it in the podcast in between no no not only that in, in between now and then there's gonna yeah. be a load of other stuff that's announced probably probably but some of it is is super cool so so we'll show maybe, it maybe just bosh- up to you I'd just bosh it in the notes if I was you. Yeah. You're going to make the notes available. That was something you said. We, we have been. Yeah, oh, no, right. notes have been available, yeah. I yeah. want to talk oh. about the deep ogging. Okay, let's go on then. Let's throw one more thing in. Thorpey Effects have introduced a new pedal. Mark Packham, tell us about it. Yeah, brand new effect uh, from Thorpey. Uh, I'll just go over this very You're quickly. You're such a pushover, Joe. I know. <laughs> I pushed him right over. 
<laughs> I loved it. Um, so, uh, yeah, brand new uh, pedal collaboration with Dan Coggins, uh, who is formerly a the pedal designer for, or a pedal designer for Love Tone Pedals. Um, this is apparently his, his first modulation pedal since uh, working for Love Tone. Um, it's an analog cor- chorus and vibrato. Um, I haven't heard it myself, um, but speaking to Mike Demas at the pub on uh, Saturday night, um, he said that it, he, he, like me, is not a fan of chorus, and even he said... It sounds absolutely phenomenal. Chorus is the best effect. No, I'm chorus is the, hands down the worst effect. I would rather play... No, flanger is the worst no, effect. No, I would rather play an entire set with a ring, mod, right. ring modulator on set to fully wet before I'd use a chorus Your pedal. music would be 100% better if you did that, and you should do <laughs> we, that anyway. Um, we all know the best effect is Layla acoustic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should end it there. Yes, that's uh, that that does pretty much bring us up to the end of this week's regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. But we'll be continuing over on the Patreon episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, where from as little as one dollar a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. One dollar a month gets you the regular episode. Ad free and early, a whole day early now. And five dollars a month gets you an extra half an hour every week, plus access to all the uh, bonus features and mini series, such as this new brand of the week series, an exploration into acrylic and uh, aluminium guitars. Ten dollars a month makes you one of our executive producers, and it gets you everything already mentioned. Plus, um, I have to read your your name out. At the end. You're going to struggle this in one week. Breath. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's about time we moved on from, from this. No, no, um, no, 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 no. You know we're at full cap. We're at 50. So I've actually redone it uh, What do you mean now. full cap? It's, we capped it at 50 names, didn't we? No, we didn't. Oh, no, did we take no. the cap off? Yeah, yeah. We just said, yeah, oh, as many no. as possible. Oh, okay, right. I didn't realise there was ever a cap. We want you to fail. Mm, okay, well, I've got the full 50. Anyway, I've redone it now. I'll be reading We've them out. 50, in, um, we not have 50 before. I think it was t- teetering around sort of 47. I think that's yeah, where we were, 46, now 47. It's now Basically, keep them coming because <laughs> Joe is going to fail at some point. If not, I'm really I mean, he might not fail this well week because he's week. very ill. And he's done very well to hold it together for this podcast. But this is the time I think he might fail. Hang on, we need some backing I, I've re I've reordered it. This is the first time it's going to be reordered. What? So we're, we're what do you not, mean reordered We're it? not going to, to finish, finish with Colin, with Colin Anderson for the what? first time. In fact, yeah, Colin's going to be sort of relatively What are you near talking about? I'm doing it Colin's alphabetically gonna ca- now. He's going to cancel What do you mean Patreon. alphabetically? I'm doing it alphabetically. He's canceling his Patreon no. right it's, now. It's now alphabetical. From now on. I think you should still do Colin Anderson at the end. It's alphabetical. I also think that what you should start doing is Every week, seeing as you've got loads of time on your hands. Will Claire is now technically the last one because I alphabetically. You're going it. alphabetically by first, first name. name. That is how. That is how. <laughs> I'd love it if it worked out that Colin Anderson was the first one if he was doing it by surname. So just start <laughs> off with the Colin Anderson. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's. What it's, do you mean f- alphabetically by first well, name? Because, what are you iTunes? Well, this is this is <laughs> this is how this is how um Patreon is exporting the list to me, and and unless I do it through an exported list of Patreon. Does it not give you a, sub- um, a like first signed up date on the export? Well, actually, th- this is because I took over from you because you used to supply this list. Yeah. And you used to supply it with Colin Anderson last, but he's not the oldest oh, I don't feel so bad about $10 tier patron. Yeah, is that Moog? Moog Gravit is the oh. oldest $10 tier patron back. So well, actually, we, we, had it, it, we had it the wrong way, uh, wrong way around. Well, let's, so, let's hear this so now new, it's uh, alpha- alphabetical. I, I also, like I say, because you don't do anything all day mm-hmm. nowadays, mm-hmm. I think it's important that... Do you remember the poker rap? Where uh, it was the first 151 Pokemon, but said to a rap. 
and no, do you I like, think you should rap the names. You need to rap the names and not I but like you need to you need to <laughs> I could rap. Uh, you need to you need to like make them rhyme yeah. and stuff like that. Ah. Uh. No, I don't. No, I don't want to do that. All right, I'm just going to read these names out. I'm just. I'm not even going to do it in one breath. I'm just going. To what do you mean them. you're not going to do it in one breath? I'm just do, going to read them. No, no. Give slowly. the people. Do, give do, the of course, people. I'm doing one breath. Okay, All right, fine. here we go. Here we go. Matt's gone. <laughs> Aaron Sherman, Adam Royce Crisp, Adrian Day, Andrew Goody, Andy McKenzie, Blair Toms, Brad Page, Carlos Mancha, Christopher Rapsit, Christopher Petrupperson, Carlos Mancha, Christopher Lowset, Colin Anderson, Dave Lee, Derek Ritz, DJ Marcos, Martin Watson, Henry J. Winker, Ernie Cooper, Hansam, Jake Gray, Jamie Kemp, Ron Curious, Ken Sayers, Chris Connors, Roy Anstis, Ron Cliff, Matt Bullock, Matt Roberts, Martin King, Paul Corrigan, Luke Kravitz, Luke Thompson, Rob Cool, Rob Ludwig, Rob Cut, Rob Cousin, Robin Fred, Ross Edwards, Scott, Scott, Scott Hamilton, Scott Kennedy, Sean Arbor, Stephen Hens, Stephen Merkel, Stuart Tate, The Tone Mob Podcast, Tucker Abaddon, Will Clark. Oh, there wasn't much left then. I reckon there's about two more names is going to break you. You can't have The Tone Mob Podcast. That's what they. That's literally what they put themselves in as. Um, two more names is going to break you. We need two more Patreon subscribers. Also, I was thinking about this the other day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes when uh-huh. I'm re- watching wrestling, uh-huh. I think if someone walked in while I was watching this specific bit, I'd feel very ashamed. And I sort of feel <laughs> that if someone was listening to the podcast <laughs> on their stereo while we were doing that bit, they should feel very ashamed. <laughs> to to yes, yes. Um, so you, just you, to, just to recap, are you right? Have I, you forgotten I'm, how to finish the podcast? No, no, I haven't. So I'm just, just nearly, he hasn't nearly forgotten because he has it written down. He's uh, never remembered. I have, I have it what? written down. I have He's, all of this is scripted. The whole thing there from- you have it. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GuitarNerds or on YouTube at GuitarNerds videos. There you have it. You can even visit our website GuitarNerds.net, where all our various channels are displayed in all of their glory, and you can even purchase GuitarNerds merchandise and become a true member of the club. That's it from us for this week. We'll catch you next time for some more guitar nerdery. Farewell. Shoot that dog. Yo. Shoot that dog. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.